Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So, so happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino, and I am your host. And girl, we got a lot to get into. We got a lot to get into today. We have some celebrity news that I want to talk about. We have a bunch of emails that were sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. You guys can always send them in. And if they're not, if they haven't been read, you can resend them so that we can get into them because sometimes things, you know, things get lost, lost in the mix. Your, your girl tries to stay up on everything, but hey, I do the best I can over here. So if it wasn't um, answered, you can always resend it and, and bump it up. So have a lot of things to get into. I was going to record this in the middle of the week, but I said, you know what? Let me record it when I get home on Sunday. I saw baby girl, Jessie Mae. I saw my friend Sarah over the weekend. So it was a very, very fun weekend. And I'm like, I'm home now and I am ready to party. Um, a lot of things like kind of evolving. Well, actually just one evolving story that we'll get into in a minute, but <clears throat> I wanted to talk about quite a few things. Number one, a few of you have sent this to me as if I didn't already see it and, and have a nightmare about it and absorb it and, you know, have anxiety over it. This, these photos of Drew Barrymore walking around New York City with no shoes or socks on are, it, that's my nightmare. Okay. It's, I don't understand what would have ever possessed her to do this. I don't know if she understands what she's doing, like how gross. I mean, I'm like, do rich people not get that the, that the floor is dirty? I don't understand. Okay. I don't get it. I girl, I won't even walk around my house with no shoes and socks on. I mean, that to me is just mind boggling. I can't imagine walking around the streets of New York City just with no shoes on. She's wearing a t-shirt, she's wearing sweatpants and a mask. Oh, you got the mask on to protect you from the virus. But what about your tootsies, sister? I mean, that is truly wow. Wow, wow, wow. Insane, insane. And nobody knows why she did it. And I've been trying to get to the bottom of it. She hasn't addressed it, which is you gotta, because I'm losing my mind here. These pictures, she's just walking around. I know this was a thing back in the day, like people who are like hippies, like, yeah, I walked everywhere barefoot. No, you can't do that anymore. You can't. I had a roommate back in the day, you know, back in the day, I'm, I'm talking past life here. And she walked home from the bar one night, you know, you're drunk, you're 20. And she got a flesh eating disease walking home from the bar with no shoes on in New York city. She would, if she got a paper cut, it would never heal. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And she didn't even catch that. That was crazy for a long time. And then the doctor was like, girl, you have to, I mean, this is insane that you didn't even know this, but I mean, there's not much more to say about it other than drew. We want answers. You can't just not address this, especially if you have a talk show that's on every day, girl, make a fucking joke about it or something. That would be funny. I, I need a reason. I need, I need a reason. Cause it's just not okay. It's just not okay. Um, also the developing story, which is kind of going back and forth here. I wasn't even sure if I wanted to talk about this cause it seems so silly at this point. Um, JLo, Hey Robert, you want to calm the heck down, sir? 
By the way, if any of you know how to clean my cat's ass, please let me know because this man literally, he has duty coming out of his butt 24-7. He shits more times a day than anybody I know. He shits all day. And he always has little gifts for me hanging off his tail. And it's, I mean, he has a fuzzy ass, you know? And I'm trying to figure out how to get them all, get them all fresh and clean. And girl, if any of you know how to wash a cat's ass, please do reach out. Okay. And let your girl know, because it's been a journey and it's been a fiasco as some would say. Um, but come on, anywho, I don't know why. Uh, oh, cause he was doing his zoomies. I don't know why, uh, I mentioned that, but Okay. Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod, you guys kind of probably know what's going on, but it is a developing story here. And it seems like they're back together already, but they broke up because of this girl who seems to be, and listen, I never seen this show Southern Charm because that just sounds like a nightmare for me. Um, any show named Southern Charm, I'm probably never going to watch that, but there's just too many other options for me to watch. Um, so it's not up my alley. And, and to be quite honest, I've very rarely even watched Bravo. I don't even think I've ever like watched a full Bravo series in any way. Um, just not my cup of tea. No offense if you watch it, but it's not my cup of tea. So she, I remember her name because she was recently involved in a scandal with Jay Cutler, who's Kristen Cavallari from, uh, you know, back in the day she was on all those shows. Uh, was she on? Uh, not the OC. Laguna Beach and the Hills and all that crap her husband was having, I guess, quote unquote, who knows, some type of relationship with this girl from this show that nobody watches called Southern Charm. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm not saying nobody watches because they probably have like 10 million viewers a fucking week. I don't know. But that was why her name rang a bell. And she, I guess, was talking about how A-Rod, they did a reunion show and she was talking about how A-Rod slid in her DMs or somebody alluded to the fact that A-Rod slid in her DMs. And then that becomes a scandal. Him and J-Lo break up, which to me, eh, you know, they're saying they never met in person. If, of course, it's, you know, unsavory to have your man reaching out to people in their DMs. But I want to know what the hell's going on with this girl. Why does everybody want to bang this girl, first of all? Um, but I know it's unsavory, but do you really break up over that? Or do you just say, hey, don't be embarrassing at this point? You guys have been together for years. Now you're going to break up over a DM. Seems a little shady to me. Seems like there are some underlying problems there that maybe aren't being addressed or straight up other stuff has happened that JLo does know about that we don't know about. And she's like, I'm done now because now this is public knowledge. I will say that we kind of undermine how much publicity, how much celebrities really do control the publicity. And I'm not talking just regular people, you know, just kind of like, whatever, but I'm talking the superstar celebrities like JLo and A-Rod. They know what's coming out about them. They can kind of control it. That's how I feel about the Kardashians too. They're in control of what news comes out about them. We know what they want us to know um, because they have so much control over the media and they could say, okay, if you print this story about me, you're not going to fucking see me for a long time. And I'm going to make sure that you guys don't make any money off me. So it's a, it's a back and forth with them. And my cat is running around the house like he's on crack. Um, so if you hear little pitter patters, by the way, I'm getting an, I'm getting a new cat tomorrow on Monday, baby girl. So Robert's going to have a little brother. I was just, uh, 
this is, I'm going off the rails here, but I was just talking to somebody about, oh, I'm getting another cat because I want Robert to have a friend. And I think that they'll, you know, play with each other and all of this stuff. And, and, and the person was like, well, they're both going to just be like two crazy cats then. And I'm like, Hey, I love my little critters. So anywho, back to JLo and A-Rod. I think that this girl, Madison LaCroix, um, probably has a great, PR agent that is making sure that we know her fucking name. Um, even though looking at her, she's, uh, you know, she's a little basic. She's a little basic. Okay. And, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but she's a little basic. Um, but I think they're trying to make her the star of the show. They're trying to do things. You know how it all works. They're trying to do things that make us tune into the show. And then, okay, so J-Lo and A-Rod apparently break up over him sending fucking DMs to a girl, which are you in seventh grade? I don't know. But now they're back together because they were seen kissing. So this is probably a publicity stunt, in my opinion, because the whole thing doesn't make any sense. First of all, why would this even be happening with this random girl? Um, I think everybody's got a little PR stunt going. I don't know if JLo's promoting anything right now. Um, but this always seems to happen with certain people. It happens with JLo when she's got an album coming out or a song or a movie or whatever. Um, and we got to get eyes on it. Some type of scandal happens, right? Um, I think she's also promoting a skincare line, which is great for her, but I do... I do. I hate to be this person, but I do kind of feel like, hey, let's not advertise it as this lotion is the reason why you look amazing. You know, let's keep it real. I know she was getting a little slack for it, you know, or flack for it. What is it? Slack or flack? Well, I guess you would say cut me a little slack, right? So is she getting slack for it? Is she getting flack for it? Is flack a word? Who can say is what I'm trying to say. And I did have a late night cup of cough. And you girls a little tired. Me and Jesse May took a nap today together. Um, but, and she's not here anymore. I don't want you to think I'm like hiding Jesse May and not having her on the podcast. I would love to have her on the podcast. But um, yeah, I just feel like JLo is promoting this skincare line and being like, well, this is how I look so young. It's like, well, girl, what were you doing before the shit was invented three months ago? We want to know what you were using, you know, 10, 20 years ago, sister. And let's keep it real here. I think a lot of times when you look at someone, you go, God damn, you look good for your age, however old they are. It's genetics. It's things you can't buy. Because if there was a cream that made everybody look like JLo or everybody look as great and glowing and beautiful and flawless as JLo, we would all have the fucking cream. And that's a fact. And there would be too many gorgeous in the whole damn world. There would be too many gorgeous. And you know what I'm saying when I say that. Does it make sense? No, but you guys know what I'm saying. Too much gorgeous walking around, okay? We would all have the fucking magic cream. It's not magic. Oh, and, and I think she was getting a, a little bit of bad press. That's what this probably is. This is probably because JLo was getting bad press recently, and now we're switching it up. Maybe that's what it is. Now we're switching it up. Now we're all feeling bad for JLo, right? Because if JLo can get cheated on, well, then there's no hope for the fucking rest of us schmucks. I'm sitting here in my little apartment with my little baby Robert. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get a guy. Oh, when I date someone again, I, he's not going to cheat on me. Well, JLo got cheated on. Somebody that was dating her is DMing some random girl from Southern Charm, right? That might be what this is. 
this might be a stunt on her end going, oh, we got to take the focus of the negative focus off me. See, you want to know why? I think I just figured it out, brothers and sisters. Because people, because she came out and said, I've never had anything done. I've never had any work done, which I mean, honestly, who cares? Who cares? At some point, it's like just, it's not even anybody's business. She doesn't ever have to address it. You know, she doesn't owe anybody that. But if you're going to say it and lie, just don't say it. Right? Who gives a shit? You're, you're, you've been in Hollywood since you were fucking 15 years old. We wouldn't be surprised if you had any work done. And also, if you had work done, give everybody the number of the, of the person that's doing it. But anywho, that's my thing on JLo and, and A-Rod. They seem to be back together again. They broke up for like two freaking days. And I don't feel like it was real. And who is this girl, Madeline LaCroix? Madeline, oh, Madison, Madison LaCroix. Madison LaCroix. I said Madeline LaCroix. So we're feeling good. We're feeling frisky. And, and no, I am not drunk. No, I am not. I'm not on any anything. Um, what else did we want to talk about? We talked about Drew Barrymore's fucking bare feet. Okay. We talked about Southern charm and oh God, this one killed me, man. You know, I, I keep, I have to learn to not be a ride or die bitch for these men out here. And, and nobody is, is different in my book anymore because I've been, I've had my ass handed to me because I had a crush on Shia LaBeouf. That's over. I had a crush on uh, governor Cuomo that's done with. No matter who it is, I, I can't like them anymore. I've decided to just fucking stop because recently uh, on, a, on one of the episodes of this, I was talking about how much I love Pope Francis, how I'm such a fan of his because he's been the, the most progressive Pope that we've had um, and that I, I appreciated that. I felt like that is the what should be happening right now. I think that we're moving on as a society and we should be more accepting. And now this whole thing comes out, um, you know, about them not recognizing gay marriage, um, which sucks. And, and the reason why it sucks is because with something like a religion, with something like the church, how could you turn people away and say, that their life or their choice, or it's not a choice, but whatever it is, who they are and who they choose to love is a sin. How could you do it? You know, isn't the whole point of a religion, isn't the whole point of Christianity or Catholicism or whatever, isn't it just being accepting and not judging? And I feel like it's this constant cycle of you're, you're saying something, but you're not proving that, you know? Um, and it's sad. It's sad to see because I feel like we took, we took one step forward and then three steps back. And I hate it because I feel like if people have faith in something, if people have faith in a religion, you shouldn't feel like you're not accepted. And I think it's perpetuating this constant, um, you know, this constant conversation that we should have stopped. We should have never had in the first place. Um, it's sad. It's sad. And I hate it. And now I have to cancel the fucking Pope. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that's like? Not that I'm a religious person, but you know, you gotta, it has to end somewhere. Now I have to cancel him out of my book. 
all the men, I think I just have to stop saying I love certain people so that they stop doing this crazy shit. Cause maybe I'm jinxing it. Every time I'm a ride or die for someone, this is what happens. Pope Francis is out here, you know, making me, disappointing me. And he really, really, I mean, also, can we talk about his outfits? I mean, they're a little, they're, they're gorgeous. They're fabulous. It's like, come on. <laughs> I can't, I can't with these people. I, I'm done. And you know what? Pretend I, pretend I ever, pretend I didn't say that I love Stanley Tucci and I will, I will let him touch my little Tucci. Because I don't, I can't afford to cancel Stanley Tucci now because he's my fucking man. Okay. So pretend I ever expressed any need or, or want of him in my life. Because do I love him? Yes. Am I in love with him? Yes. Would I let him throw me off a cliff? Yes. Okay. But I, as far as I'm concerned, I've never said anything about the Tooch. I've never said any, any goddamn thing about the Tooch. I, um, I also know that there was some stuff going on with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Cause she was, uh, there were allegations that he was abusive and he seems to be very distraught about this. And this is something that I'm a hundred percent not talking about until there's more information about it, because, you know, I, I believe women and I'm trying to, you know, these things go up. I feel like this happened like a year ago. And then it got squashed and there were like, it's just a back and forth story. Um, so another one, another one, come on. This is why we can't have nice things. And why can't men just fucking relax? Can, can men just be women? Is it that hard? I mean, at this point, come on now. But anywho, let's get into these questions that were sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, we got a bunchy. We got a bunch coming in. So let's let's start from here. Okay. This one is called From Prison to a Pandemic. Hey, Carly. First off, I just want to let you know that I love your podcast and I've been in love with you. Not literally. Hey, why not literally? Okay. Strike one. Strike one. Uh, ever since I saw you on Girl Code. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I live in Rochester, New York, and you actually did a show here a few years ago. And I obviously went because uh, and was crushed when you didn't do a meet and greet afterwards. But I forgive you, Rochester. There had to have been reason why I didn't do a meet and greet. Because um, I usually do a meet and greet after mostly every show. But there, of course, have been a bunch of times that I haven't done meet and greets. And it's usually a time... I don't know why I'm like going off on a tangent here, but it's usually a time thing. Like if I have two shows and then there's one and then there's another one right after, sometimes it's like a time crunch and the club needs to get people in and out and in and out. Um, you know, like the first crowd of the show, or sometimes I'll be like, I'm starving. I need to eat or whatever the case is. And sometimes, and this might've been when I was either in Rochester or Buffalo, sometimes I feel like, I remember a few times feeling a little bit under the weather and I'm like, if I'm sick and I'm out here hugging and kissing people, cause you know, I'll kiss you guys. Um, I'm either going to get more sick or I'm going to get somebody else sick. So I'm sorry. 
is, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay. I'm kind of writing in for any general advice you may have. I don't think you're ready to hear about this silver of a nightmare, which is my life, but I'm sure it's sliver, but you guys know, I can't just jumble words up in my head. Um, but here goes nothing. Almost four years ago, I was in college to be an English teacher and working for the state in a group home for people with disabilities. A horrible incident went down while working in a brand new group home I was assigned to, and I was accused of a crime that I didn't commit. Oh my God. Okay. It ruined my life and I ended up doing two years in prison and just got out about six months ago. My life had done a complete 180 when I got arrested, but now it did another 180 being released. Not only was I released and have to adjust back to quote unquote normal life, but I got released during COVID. That's what I was just saying. That's kind of like, I cannot imagine having gone into like gone into jail two years ago and then you're released and it's like okay by the way we all wear masks now you can't touch anybody everything's closed you got to stay six feet away and oh my god okay so let's let's keep going with this one now that you know my backstory here's the number one heartbreak I need advice dealing with since I've been out. My best friend of over 10 years since high school, in parentheses, I'm 29 now, was there for me through everything. She always has been. She's been there for my family, visiting me, keeping money on the phones and sending me packages. When I got released from prison, she took me out to lunch to my favorite restaurant, which is of course the Cheesecake Factory. I've learned while listening to the podcast that Carly, you and I are basically twins. I believe so too. I believe so too. If you love the factory, uh, anyways, after she took me out to lunch, I never heard from her. I texted her a few times and decided to finally ask if she was okay. She responded with how great she's been and blah, blah, blah. And I asked why she, uh, I asked why I never see her. And she told me she thought I was busy, busy with what, um, my no job. I only waited two years to hang out with my best friend on the outside, like a normal people again. Uh, she got a brand new boyfriend who I never met. And I have a feeling is very straight edge and narrow-minded. After her, I'm great response, along with her thinking I'm busy, I never texted her again. Christmas came around and my birthday, nothing. I told my boyfriend that when I didn't hear from her for my birthday, which was in February, I knew something, I knew everything was truly over. I have too much pride to call her out uh, and let her know that she has hurt me. She has to know that she's hurt me. She and I know each other like the back of our hands. I feel like she got a new life and now she's too good for me. I don't fit in her life anymore. I feel like she's embarrassed of me having gone to prison, which is crazy because she knows the whole situation and I didn't belong there in the first place. She should be proud of me for sticking. She should be proud of me and sticking up for me regardless. She's the producer for our local news station. So I was all over the news. She was defending me, telling everybody the real story. She has always been by my side and nothing has changed until I got out. That's very, very interesting. Okay. Should I confront her head on, even though it's been like four or five months, or should I just get over it? This was worse than any breakup I've ever had. I've been dealing with way more struggles than I thought. I would now that I'm a felon lived in prison for two years and lost my best friend. She was the person that I went to for everything. And she left. I used to have such a great life. So this is a huge adjustment for me to make in many ways. And I don't have her to talk to. Thank you for your words of wisdom. I love you. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, I'm really sorry that you're going through all of this. This sounds extremely traumatic. And I'm sure that you're dealing with the aftermath of God, I can't even imagine being accused of a crime that I didn't commit and then going to jail, going away. 
and your life is changing and then you come out and you're kind of already in shock for coming out and you come out during COVID and now your friends being a little, you know, wishy-washy towards you. It's kind of just like, well, what, what is going on? So I'm really sorry that this is going, I'm really sorry that this is happening to you and that, that this has happened to you. Um, Okay. Let's think about this. You guys were friends for 10 years and now she's kind of, here's, here's kind of how I'm feeling about this. I think that she, I don't think she's embarrassed of you. I think that she is in a relationship now. And maybe like you're saying, you feel like her boyfriend is a little straight edge and a little, you know, conservative, I think that maybe he's been maybe putting things into her head. And also, since it is a new boyfriend, I do feel like sometimes we do this thing and I'm guilty of it. You know, when I was younger, I've done this before too, where like you put your whole life into this guy and you like want to see him all the time and you're never apart from each other. And even though that's like literally my nightmare right now, um, back in the day, I've done it. So maybe she's doing that where it's like, maybe she's not really even seeing anyone. Um, Maybe she's not hanging out with any of her other friends and she's just devoting her whole life to this new guy and this new relationship that she's in. I don't think that she would have supported you throughout your time in prison if she was embarrassed of you. I don't think that she would have stood by you and and done right by you. So there has to be another factor into it. I think it's the guy because that's what it seems like to me. Um, you know, if it were my best friend, I would 100% give it another shot and have that conversation because I'm afraid that she isn't telling you what it really is because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. Um, but she doesn't realize sometimes when we do that, we end up hurting someone's feelings even more, um, because, you know, silence hurts and, and somebody kind of being left out in the woods hurts in, in this way. So, if I were you, I would have a conversation with her and say, listen, don't spare me my feelings. It hurts more not knowing. And I want to know, I think I deserve as a friend to know why you've, you've cut me out of your life, especially since you were there for me when I was going through this, I, I appreciate you for being there for me. And I love you for that. And that was a time when I really needed a friend and you were there for me, but I want to know that why now, since I am out and I am available to hang out or see you or go out to lunch. You're not reaching out to me and you didn't say happy birthday to me and all of these things. Um, and you could just say the, the best thing is to have an open line of communication where you just have to, you just have to be like, listen, this hurt me and I need you to know it. And I, and I think I deserve as a friend to know why. Um, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through that. Cause that really, sounds like a tough spot to be in. Um, but just look at this next chapter of your life as a new chapter and a new beginning. And, and you'll get, you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get back into the the swing of things. I mean, everyone is, is living a weird life. So I feel like yours probably feels extremely weird because you were away for so long. Um, so you're not alone in that, but you'll, you'll get back up on your feet and, everything will work itself out. But I think the first step in terms of your friendship with this girl, you gotta, you gotta talk it out and please keep us updated on that and let us know how that goes. Because it's like, I'm curious to know what the deal is. Cause to me, it's like, if you didn't want to be friends with me, why'd you come visit me? Why'd you come visit me? And why were you being such a great friend when I was, when you didn't have access to me? You know, she sounds like a really good friend. 
to be honest. So this is, that's why it sounds weird. Um, if she was going to cut you off, she would have cut you off a while ago. So I think it's this guy, girl. Okay. This one is called Can't Move On From My Shitty Ex, SOS. Oh, this is a song that we all sing. Okay. Hello, Queen Carly and Prince Robert. Wow, the queen and the prince. It makes sense. It makes sense. And now I'm making, yep. I love you both so, so much. Want to kiss you right on the lips. This might be long, so buckle up. Okay, here we go. So my ex and I broke up after two years together about six months ago, and I just can't seem to be able to move on completely. We were inseparable and madly in love. It was amazing. We did everything together. Our families got along great, and we talked about marriage and everything. I told him all of my secrets, insecurities, and stuff about my past relationships. In parentheses, my previous ex just told me, I just don't love you anymore out of nowhere, and I was emotionally scarred. His sister would make a joke about, quote unquote, putting a ring on it. And he said, yeah, that's the plan in front of everyone. Fast forward to a year later and things starting to fall apart. He was being more distant, working seven days a week and making no time for me. I would try and talk about how it bothers me and he would promise to change and make some time and so on and so on. Our sex life took an immediate crash and we didn't have sex for almost a year. He was he was comfortable with it, but I would cry about how uncomfortable I felt with myself because my own boyfriend didn't want to have sex with me and he just shrugged it off like it was nothing. We would hang out with a group of friends in parentheses, both guys and girls, and he would be a whole different person, happy and bubbly. And I would get, and I would get the tired rundown side of him all the time. Well, I got close with one of the girls and would confide her, would confide in her for advice about what to do because she's been friends with him forever. Fast forward to all of us out last summer and things were rocky and nearing the end of me and my ex. One night, the group of us were all out for drinks and she was getting flirty. What? Hold the phone. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't like where this is going. I'm getting a little tight. Uh, she was getting flirty with him and sits on his lap, literally just sit on the ground, get off my mans. Yeah, girl, literally sit on the ground sit on a knife before you sit on my boyfriend's lap. And, I, and I'm going to say that and mean it. Sit on a sword. But not only that, tell me why I overhear her telling him to break up with me that same night. Well, we broke up the next day. He tells me I need to get my life in order and I can't be the best version of myself for you. And that's not fair. Ooh. I still want the future we talked about, but I need to focus on myself. Bullshit line, but my dumb ass sticks around for a few months. Oops. Oh my God. First of all, I have to pee so bad. And this is really like, this is really not great. Fast forward again a few months and we're still talking. We're still seeing each other hanging out regularly, telling each other, I love you still. And one day I get a, we have to talk text while I'm at work. And he calls me and tells me, I just don't love you anymore. And I have a breakdown flashbacks of my other ex. And I just can't believe he would use the same exact thing against me. So we essentially break up a second time and it hurts all over again. Not only that, but not even two weeks later. Mm -hmm. He's dating the girl I mentioned earlier. So I grabbed all of his shit and burned it in my backyard and it felt great. Oh yeah, girl, let's be witches together. Anyway, I can't seem to move on no matter what I do. I have no emotional attachment to my ex or any desire to ever see him or speak to him again. I just feel so emotionally damaged and broken that I can't seem to move past it and use my hurt as a crutch and not move on. I don't even know. 
Uh, also, the first guy I tried to hook up with after a year and a half without sex had whiskey dick. Not whiskey dick. <laughs> neighbors. My neighbors are having dinner right now. Um, so things aren't looking too good. Girl, do not take whiskey dick personal. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Hope this wasn't too long and makes sense. Uh, there are many more details, but I tried to put in the best ones. Any advice would be great. Love you and Robert so much. P.S. Going to NYC in a few months and keeping an eye out for you, Queen. Girl, I hope I see you there. Um, okay. I feel so bad that for so many reasons, okay? First of all, the girl that you were confiding in about your relationship stole your man at the end of the day. She swooped in, she knew you guys were having problems and she stole your man right out from under you. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. If I had a boyfriend, which I don't, but if I did and a girl sat on his lap, <laughs> girl, you don't even wanna know. You don't even wanna know. You don't, you want to know why? Because you don't, because you don't, if, 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 if you're going to sit on his lap right in front of my face, wow. It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. I mean, I'm not saying like I would kill her, right? Don't, don't get me wrong here. I wouldn't kill the girl, but there would be a story. There would definitely be a story. I would say something to her right then and there. I would go, oh, did you think that that was a chair? Because that's my boyfriend's lap. And it shows that she has no respect for you, right? She doesn't respect you. She doesn't respect your relationship. And the fact that he didn't fucking, listen, if you're my boyfriend and a girl sits on your lap, you push her off, okay? Into a river. That's how I feel. You don't even push her off onto the floor. You push her off into some, a body of water at that point, into a body of water. Hell no, not here. So I would have said something right away. You seem like a very nice person. So, you know, you're trying to avoid confrontation there, but you didn't do it. But it also proves, like I was saying, that he has no respect for your relationship and wh whatever was going on between you two, if he allowed that to happen, right? Because I always say you blame the person you're in the relationship. You don't blame the other person. But this girl does sound like th the devil to me. To have the balls to do that, ooh, you got to be, wow. Um so she was using your, you know, uh, your friendship kind of against you in that way. So you've been betrayed by her. You've been betrayed by your boyfriend. Um, so I'm really sorry about all of this. And I hate that he said that to you when he was breaking up with you, when he knows that that's something that really hurt you in, in your past. And he, and he used that against you too. So I can't imagine it must've been devastating having to go through all of this. Um, but the reason why you're still attached to him, even though you're saying that you have no feelings for him or anything like that, it's because you're hurt. He hurt you. You trusted somebody and they hurt you. And they did it pretty blatantly right in front of your face. And you, I could tell, had hope that the relationship would work out, which we do. We do feel that way sometimes where you're just like, oh, well, maybe I'll stick around for a little bit. I think I've learned at this point that I'm never, uh, I'm not trying to do that, but I've done it before and it doesn't end well most of the time, but you had faith in your relationship and he screwed you over. And so did this girl. So you're of course gonna think about that. You're of course, like, I'm not going to say obsess over it, but it's going to take a while for this to, 
for you to move past this because you've been hurt by somebody you really trusted and, and loved. Um, but girl, when I tell you this bitch did you a favor by taking this, by, by stealing him bye. you guys have fun. You guys go sit on each other's little laps. Okay. She did you a favor. Cause somebody that's going to make a complete 180 and say they want to marry you and say that they love you and X, Y, and Z. And then all of a sudden the next time some little, you know, whatever her freaking name is, Madison LaCroix from, from fucking Southern charm walks by, he's going to give her the time of day. Come on. That's not the man for you. So you already know this, but I just had to reassure you. And also again, with the whiskey dick, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Um, that is a true, I mean, it happens. It happens. But I'm trying to think of like, I think what you need to do right now is, is go on dates, go on dates and, and see if, and you'll be number one distracted. You'll feel good for the most part. I mean, most days, a lot of dates are shitty too, but you'll feel good that you're getting yourself out there and, and seeing other people. And Hey, if they're not great, they're at least a really good story. The worst a date is it's a good story if it's bad. So maybe that's my, my outlook on, on things. That's why I'm not really afraid to just like put myself out there and go do it. Think of it like that. It'll be a funny story that you could tell your friends. It'll be a funny story that you tell the, the next guy you actually seriously date and seriously like, um, but anywho, I just peed. You might hear my toilet still flushing. I had to be so bad. You know me, I'm staying hydrated. You know me, I'm staying hydrated. So let's get into this next one. Hey girl, first things first, I don't have any close girlfriends anymore because they all moved away. So your podcast is so important to me and gives me that companionship I've missed so much. Should I be living in NYC in the next two years as planned. I hope to see you IRL at a comedy club or out thrifting. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, oh wait. And I didn't say the title of this email. This one's called STI. Don't know what to say. Plus FMK. Ooh, we're getting an FMK here too. Okay. So just to dive in a year ago, I was pretty shocked to get a call from my doctor with the results from some blood work to find out that I have herpes, the type in the, in V town. I never had an outbreak. And my doctor said I may still never, but I am prescribed the medicine should one occur. In the beginning, I was so relieved after research because I realized how overstigmatized it is and how way, it's way more common than I thought. One in four people have it, and most people like myself don't even know that they have it. I began over time to start worrying about and feeling more insecure about it because I knew I'd have to tell the next sexual partner that I had because not telling is unacceptable. Uh, we ain't about that life, you know? I'm 29 and over wasting time. So if I find a guy worth fucking these days, it means I really vibe well with him and want to see where it goes in a reverse situation. If a guy was a total package with an unlimited towel plan, and he told me he had it, I would hundred percent still go for it. Just be a little safer. The thing is most men I feel wouldn't end things. Oh, I'm sorry. Wouldn't and end things there. And then I have never been a lover of condoms, but I want them to still feel like to still feel and take safe precautions until they feel comfortable and confident knowing that I'm not currently breaking out and know more about it. I already have mental health issues and I've made a lot of progress, but this is just the cherry topper for my anxiety. It made me push men away, feel less sexy, and literally has made me feel too afraid to fuck in general, which isn't healthy for me. In parentheses, I got Leo sun and Scorpio energy over here after all. Ooh, 
your sex machine. Leo, sun, Scorpio, moon. Wow. Okay. Hey, as a Scorpio, I getcha. Um, I've been malnourished from the vitamin D for a year now. I can only blame that on COVID for so much longer, LOL. I deserve to find a man that I like without going through some stupid, some stupid herpy hinge app, LOL, and deserve to feel just as confident as I did before I knew I had it. While I'm into men, this is a problem. I know many of your listeners, no matter their pronoun or preferences in other people deal with. Right, right, right. Okay, so you're saying many, everybody has to deal with this, right? Um, having herpes does not mean that you can't have great sex. Do you and your, do you have friends or know anybody that has been in this situation or have any advice to make this talk, talk less scary? Would you give somebody a chance if you knew they were in the situation, no judgment on your response, or am I the only one who's overthinking that men are as quick to shut it down than they really are. All I know is that I would at least tell them if you like me at all, please do some research. Love you always my long lost BFF. And if listeners have advice, please feel free to share them next time because you know, I'm always listening. Um, okay. So, and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. So this is an interesting thing. This is a very common problem. We know it, we're sure of it. Um, and I mean that in terms of having this conversation where it, it feels like it's a problem, but I think if you have the conversation with somebody, you'll feel better about it because the scary part will have gone away already, right? You're building up, you're, you're having this anxiety to have this conversation with somebody and you don't know how it's going to go. So of course, that's where fear comes out of fear comes out of the unknown. So you just got to go for it and do it. Um, of course you deserve to feel sexy. And of course you shouldn't even think that you're not sexy because, because you have herpes. I mean, you're the same person that you were before, but I think that you are in your head a little bit. And like you said, you, you have anxiety to begin with. So I think that even if we don't have anything to worry about, we're still worrying about something. And this is the thing that pops up in your head that you're, that you're stressing about. But I do think that it won't be as scary as you're picturing it once you finally do it. And you're going to go, okay, that's a conversation that I can have and I've done it and the worst is over. Right. Um, and I do a hundred percent agree with you where it's like, when you tell somebody, I think that, I mean, I've even like grown so much and learned so much about it because I definitely had, um, different, like I didn't know about it. And I would, now I realize that I know a lot of people, of course, that have it. Um, but I think I was just going with the stigma because it's something that people don't talk about enough. Um, so you only hear the bad things. You don't hear the cases like how you have, where you're like, I didn't even know I had it. I've never had a breakout and X, Y, and Z. You don't really hear stuff about that. You hear like, other, uh, the, you know, like kind of like a, just a different type of story. So, and whether that's something that people over, like, um, I want to say dramatize, is that even a thing? But you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that once I learned more about it, I realized, oh, I was being an asshole and thinking negatively about this thing that I should have just looked into more. And that's something that I deeply regret is not just looking into it in the first place. But 
would I be with somebody that had it? Yes. Um, like you said, I would be extra safe and take extra precautions, but I would. And I actually know somebody who is married and he has it and his wife doesn't have it. So, you know, these things are all possible, but I would, and I do know people that have it. Hold on. What were your other questions? Yes, I would give somebody a chance. And I think you are overthinking it just a little bit. I understand where you're coming from with it, where you're just like, well, what if they react in a certain way? Then that's just going to make me feel worse. Um, but you just got to, you, you have to do it. You just have to do it. And I think once you do it, you'll feel, you'll feel way, way better about it. Um, and how to make the talk a little less scary. How about this? Just think think of things in this way. And, and I always kind of put myself in this situation. If I'm doing something that's kind of freaking me out or gives me a little bit of anxiety, I think worst case scenario, I'm right back here, right? Like if it goes well, then I'll be at this point, but worst case scenario, I'm right here. I'm in my house. I'm sitting in this chair. I'm on this computer. I'm watching this TV show, whatever. My life really isn't going to change that much. And think of it in that way. And also go into it knowing that you're the shit, that you're a bad bitch. Okay. And if somebody rejects you for something so silly, then bye, then bye, then he's not the one for you, or she's not the one for you, or whoever's listening, whoever's not the one for you. You know, think of it like that. You go in knowing that you're the prize. They should be so lucky and that's it. And that's it. And if somebody doesn't accept you for what you are, everything that you are, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever, then they're not the one. And that's just, that's the way it is. Sorry, I was drinking my, I got a little dry there. But I do think, yes. Also, if you have any other, um, if any of you have any advice on this as well, please send it in because it is something that I think we should be more open to talking about. Like I said, I think that it's overstigmatized and it's just kind of people don't want to talk about it and it shouldn't be that way because it is something that's so, so common and we should talk about it. Okay. Oh, and we'll do the fuck, Mary kill at the end. Did you give one or two? Let's see. Oh yeah. Okay. She give. Okay. We'll do that one at the end. And this one says, Oh boy. Okay. I'm going to save that one for last. I think just by the title, it's a good way to go out. Um, okay. Help. I mailed a guy a letter after he ghosted me. Oh boy. What's this going to be sister? Hey, Carly, just want to say I've been listening to Secret Keepers Club since it started and been watching you on Girl Code uh, and been watching you since Girl Code. And I think you're amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. I also always forget that Girl Code was such a popular show. I always forget that because even when I was in it, I even when it was like at its height, I didn't realize that it was a like that I was a person that would ever be on a popular show. And I kind of just kept living my regular way not that you should live any other way but I feel like I never really acknowledged that uh, like it was a popular tv show you know um 
so let's get into it. I was seeing a guy that I met off hinge for about 10 months. He was very guarded and, but would like to talk about, I'm sorry. He was very guarded, but would talk like he wanted to be so serious with me. We saw each other pretty regularly and I met one of his friends. I was hesitant because I had just gotten out of a four-year relationship and wanted to take things slow. But eventually we ended up having some strong feelings for each other, even saying that we loved each other. We talked every single day. Uh, he even asked if he could meet my dad, which he did. And I told my dad how perfect, uh, uh, he told my dad how perfect I was and he wanted to marry me and have kids together. Oh my God. Somebody said that to your dad, girl. That's pretty crazy. After the new year, he told me he was starting a new business and working super long hours. I told him I would be understanding and I was. All I asked was that he keep up communication with me. A few weeks ago, I didn't hear from him for a while. Um, a few days turned into a week. I had texted him a few times and didn't get a response. Finally, I sent him a text saying that I was going to assume that he was ghosting me and that I didn't understand his decision or why he thought I deserved that. He didn't really have social media, but he did have Snapchat. And within a few days, he removed me and then blocked me. Oh my God, this made me so mad. I wanted to be petty. Uh, I wanted to act crazy and he obviously thought I was, but I didn't. However, it bothered me so much that he thought it was okay to simply cut me off without giving me a chance to say anything um, that I may have wanted to say. So I decided to write him a letter. Um, what I said in the letter was basically very much classy way of telling him to go fuck himself. My question is, did I do the right thing? Should I have done more or less ignored him? I don't really have regret over the letter. I just feel like I don't know what was the right way to deal with that. Okay. So you got ghosted and, and that was literally writing a letter was your only form of communication. For some reason, I thought when it said help, I wrote a guy a letter. I thought it was like a love letter. And I was like, Oh boy. I was like, Oh boy, what are we doing here? Girls? God, we, we got to open up the, we got to open the restaurants back up in here because we're writing letters now. Um, but no, I think what you did actually makes way more sense. Now that I've read the story, I a thousand percent understand why you feel like you needed closure in this scenario. You guys met friends and family and, and you were saying, I love you and all of this stuff. So it makes perfect sense of why you feel you deserve the proper thing. Um, and it's just kind of like, if he blocked you, what was your other choice? But I will say the odds of him responding to the letter that you wrote him, if he didn't respond to even your text messages is pretty low. So I don't even know if he's going to, if that's going to resonate with him and who cares if he thinks you're crazy, who fucking cares? I think he's an asshole. Does that matter to him? Probably not. Assholes don't care about that shit. So who cares if he thinks you're crazy? He, he, sometimes people push you to be crazy. Sometimes people push you to be petty and, and that's the way, that's just the way it is. So I wouldn't worry about that at all, but also let's circle back to at this point, what type of conversation would you have? What conversation did you want to have that you felt, um, that you needed to hear from him? You know, like, what did you want to hear him say, or what did you want to say to him? Um, because I, it doesn't seem like the fact that he blocked you from Snapchat, it's like, okay, first of all, are we 14 years old? Um, you know, I just feel like sometimes it's okay to not hear from certain people too, because it's like, you would do nothing but make me more mad. And I'm, I wasted X amount of time with you and I'm fucking out. So peace.
that's kind of how, how you have to look at it with this guy, right? Okay. Let's see. Okay, this one says the Night Stalker's pen pal. Hey, Carly and Robert, love you, girl. Thanks for being so real and down to earth. Well, thank you so much for the compliments. So here's a creepy story I think you and the Secret Keepers might find interesting. My best friend wrote to Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, when he was alive, obviously, LOL, and in prison. She told me that she wanted to see if he would repent for his crimes and get right with God. He told her he was he worships Satan. Oh my God, the Night Stalker. I just watched a documentary about him. He was such a creeper. But I will say this man had quite the fan base. Um, he worships Satan and not God, and he didn't repent and didn't want to talk about it or any of his crimes. Well, tell me why they continued to write back and forth to each other for about nine months. She told him all about her life and asked him lots of questions. He also sent her greeting cards on holidays and some drawings. She said she stopped because he sent her a sexual fantasy story that he wrote for and about her. And let me tell you, it was pretty graphic, kind of freaked her out. So she stopped. I mean, at that point, what do you expect you're going to get? what do you expect you're going to get from, from literally the night stalker? Wow. I recently asked her where those letters were and asked if she would sell them. She said, yes, but she can't find them. Oh my God. What a bummer. I thought this was going to have one of them attached and I was going to read some real precious memorabilia here. Uh, she moved six times since then. And that sucks, but I just wanted to tell you that and share it with you. Wow. That is pretty crazy. I mean, there were people, I feel like anytime like a serial killer or somebody, especially back in the day when it was like a famous, they would become famous people because um, they were just in the news so much. They have like quite the fan base, right? They have women that want to marry them. They have women that want to, you know, how your friend was like trying to flip them and make them see the light and make them get right with God, whatever. Um, so that's really, really interesting. I, Your friend must be a really nice person, but I feel like once he said, he wasn't trying to get right with God. Why are we still talking back and forth with him? Why are we still doing, why are we still opening this narrative? The man said he worships Satan. Okay. So I don't know if he's going to be like number one, a good friend. Right. But I would be so interested in reading letters from him. I went to that. Um, what was it called? The, the murder museum or something like that. And they had some letters from, um, Charles Manson and some art from Charles Manson and, and stuff like that. And it's just very interesting to see. Um, just, I mean, it's just crazy to just see their handwriting. I don't know why it's kind of chilling. Okay. Let's go into this next one. Is my man being spiteful? Hey, Queen C and Robbie Rue. Um, I've been a fan for so long, just recently discovered the podcast. It's been such a treat listening every week. Kiss you right on the lips. Oh, well, thank you. I really love, we love a new listener. Welcome to the club. Uh, the problem I've been having is with my current partner. We've been living together for a few months now and it's starting to get unbearable. I have misophonia, M-I-S-O-P-H-O-N-I-A, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but, and I'm sorry, but misophonia, uh, which means that certain sounds can cause a painful reaction for me. It's more than just irritation. It's so upsetting and can cause panic attacks. I've told my boyfriend about this since we all know men make truly terrible noises. Um, so true. Um, anytime I ask him to just blow his nose instead of continuing to suck the snot up a huge trigger for me. He gets very huffy and leaves the room. I try asking nicely and 
have even sent him links on this disorder. He has continued to make these noises right next to me, which I've told him really bothers me and just seems spiteful since he knows the reaction it causes in me. Do you have any advice on how I handle this situation? I, I'm at a point where I drive to my mom's now on a regular basis just for some breathing room since we both work from home. Oh my God. Okay, I totally hear you on the guys, the guys sucking up boogers in their nose. It's like, blow your fucking nose. Um, but you have an actual, I mean, that's annoying for everybody, but you have an actual disorder that causes pain in you. And especially if it's causing something like a panic attack, nobody wants that. And you would think that somebody that you're living with your partner would be doing whatever they can to make you not feel this way. So I could see why that is frustrating to you. Um, if I were you, I would just be like, if this doesn't stop, if you don't, cause he probably thinks you're being dramatic, right? I would just be like, if this doesn't stop, then we, I have to move out or you have to move out because I can't live with somebody that's just not taking this seriously and it's causing me pain and you're not doing anything about it. I think that, um, I noticed that with, um, like diseases or disorders that people can't physically see other people don't believe them. Like other people don't believe that they exist. You know what I'm saying? So it must be really hard to even prove this to him because I feel like men love just being like, you're being dramatic. And it does feel if he knows that it bothers, even if it just bothered you, if he knows it and he's still doing it, then he, it is, uh, it is inconsiderate. And I, it does sound like he's being a little spiteful. So I would just tell him, listen, I can't, I'm like, you should feel safe in your own home. You should feel comfortable in your own home and not have to leave and go to your mom's house. That's a huge red flag. So I would say if this continues, then I'm going to have to move out or you're going to have to move out. Sorry, but that's what it is. You know? Um, all right, let's do one more here. And again, if you're sending in questions and they didn't get read, sometimes things get jumbled up. So just send them back into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Um, and we are going to, we are going to read, where did it go? Oh God, this one. Okay. The title really is just the best. Okay, this one says, shitting my pants on the way to the gyno. And yes, I know what you're thinking. And yes, this is shit crappins. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Hi, I'm from upstate. Um, yes, we are the same, but different us upstate girls versus you lovely Long Island ladies. I discovered your podcast a few months ago, and I will say that you've saved my stay at home mom's life through quarantine and homeschooling my crotch goblin six-year-old. You make me feel like I'm chatting with an old friend with your relatable stories and hysterical laugh. Oh, well, thank you so much. I send your TikTok you made about Trump booking the Four Seasons landscaping on his press conference to all my friends when they need a good laugh. I want to share my shitting my pants story from the time I was on my way to a gyno appointment, trying to be a responsible woman to avoid any future crotch goblins. I love calling kids crotch goblins. I'm going to start doing that. I love that. I've never heard that before, but it's amazing. Can I say that if I'm not a mom? I don't know. I feel like you have to have a kid. That's a rite of passage. You would have to have a kid if you're going to call them crotch goblins, but I'm really enjoying saying it over and over again. Okay. 
Let me explain. Over the summer, I was due for my IUD change. Oh, here you on that girl. Okay, no big deal. I've done this before. Got this in the bag. As any normal woman does, I showered the morning of my appointment, made sure I was so fresh and so clean downstairs and dropped my son off at my mom's house. Let me preface this by saying my gyno prescribed me a tiny pill, which opened up my cervix to make the removal of the old IUD and the insertion of the new one a breeze. Well, it did more than open my cervix, let me tell you. Oh, no. I'm on my way to the appointment, feeling so responsible. I'm taking care of my reproductive health, windows open, music lasting when I feel it. The sweats, the cramps, okay. I take a few deep breaths. I, the feeling subsides, but not for long. All of a sudden, I get this overwhelming, it's happening feeling. Um, thinking of the scene in Bridesmaid where she just sits in the wedding dress in the middle of the road. I pull over, got my son's training potty, which thanks sweet little baby Jesus, I still drove with. Whip out a tiny little garbage bag, line the potty, sweating, shaking, almost in tears. Now throw it in my backseat of my Honda CRV and let her rip. Oh God, I realized that I had charted in both. No, 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 I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it. I don't want to read this sentence. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Okay. I realized that I had sharded in both my underwear and my shorts. <laughs> oh my God, you're on your way to the gyno. Okay. Now what the fuck do I do? I still need to get to this appointment. Well, like the responsible woman that I am, I had some extra time. I clean myself up, tie the same shit bag up and drive to the nearest Stewart's job to dispose of the evidence. Sorry, Stewart's. You will always have the best iced coffee and holds a special place in my heart. Thankfully, there was a dollar general nearby and I shamefully walk my sorry ass in there by a pack of Hanes underwear. Oh, hell yeah, girl. You got to get those Hanes at that point. Um, and some ugly ass workout shorts. It was a dollar general after all. Feminine wipes and baby wipes. I then proceed to clean myself up in the Dollar General bathroom and whip over to my appointment, which I managed to be on time to. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Uh, afterward, I called my mom and share all the juicy details with her. She tells me that my dad, uh, in parentheses, a plumbing and heating contractor, drives around with a five-gallon bucket lined with a garbage bag and has always has a stockpile of toilet paper in his truck because of his IBS. He calls me after I got off the phone and reassures me, it's okay, honey, it happened to me too. Aw, that's so cute. Thank God for my sweet parents that helped me uh, feel, oh my God, okay. Um, anyway, this was the time I shit my pants and headed to the gyno to be responsible and ensure that I do not produce any more crotch goblins minus six and he is plenty big socially distance hugs to you and prince robert kiss you right on the lips through a double mask i seriously would love to hang out with you drink some wine and have a kitty play date i used to have two kitty uh, oh, i'm sorry i have two kitties chandler and layla oh that's such cute names and could you please be a guest on the bloodbath podcast i love those ladies and you would be an amazing guest love you oh what's a bloodbath what's a bloodbath podcast i want to go on that because it sounds i don't know if it's about murderers or having your period but either way i have some stories and I would like to talk. So, wow, this is a nightmare. Wow, this is a nightmare. I don't know why it's so funny because like, I don't know if I've said this on the, why am I so nervous about what my gyno sees when she's down there? Like gynos have seen it all, especially OBGYNs. They're like delivering babies. 
they've seen it all. They've heard it all. They've, they've seen it. Right. But when I'm going, I I'm acting like I'm going to go have sex with Prince Harry when I'm going to the gyno, I'm all fresh and squeaky clean. Right. I shave my legs for her. Does she care? No. Do I care? Yes. But why do when I get there, I fold my underwear up in a tiny little square and I hide it in the pocket. Like this woman's not about to literally be face to face with my vagina. I'm like, oh no, she could see my cervix, but she can't see my underwear. Right. But oh my God, that is so, that is a nightmare. And I'm noticing something because one of my friends shit her pants and she didn't know that she shit her pants until she got into her house, which kind of sounds like similar. It happened to you. You actually had shit already and you didn't know. Um, and my friend literally shit her pants. Like she had to throw everything. She had to, <laughs> and I know this is not me. I wish it was me. Cause I would love to have told you guys this story <laughs> coming from me, but it wasn't me. Um, it really was my friend and she shit in her pants. She had to throw her shoes away. That's how bad it was, but she didn't know that she shit until she was in, she was, she got back into her house and went in her bathroom. I'm like, girl, how did you not know? It must be like our bodies. like don't even let us accept that it happened. Oh my God. That's so fucking funny. Thank you so much for sharing that story. <laughs> oh, it's too good. It is too freaking good. Uh, okay. Let's do that. Fuck, Mary kill. I got a finder. Here it is. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Ooh. Okay. So this one is, this one's very specific to me too. Going to space. Wow. Thrifting and watching movies and TV. Watching movies and TV is its own thing. And, and thrifting and antiquing is actually its own thing too. So it's going to space, going thrifting, watching TV. Um, just so I can narrow it down. Um, okay, I'm marrying going to space because I want to go to space and I want to live up in space. And if you guys, you guys will never see me again if I get the opportunity. Okay, and nobody will ever hear from me again because I'll be out there shaking my ass on Mars. Okay, and I know we can't go to Mars, but I will be shaking my ass on the moon. Let me go to the moon and, and tell me I won't shake my fucking ass if I get up there, please. I I'll be out there floating, shaking my ass. You know how hot that is? I have a million boyfriends. I have a million boyfriends. Anybody else that's up there on the moon is getting me preggles. Hey, I wonder if you can actually get pregnant on the moon. Do you think so or no? I mean, maybe you actually probably, I mean, I can't imagine having sex on the moon because it's like you guys would just literally float away. <laughs> You just float away from each other, which is pretty crazy. Imagine you're like trying to have sex with someone and you literally have to like strap each other. You have to strap yourself onto this person. Otherwise you will float in different directions. How funny is that? Wow. Moon sex. That's pretty cool. And then I think like, oh, can you, can you get pregnant? But probably because everything's kind of floating. So maybe it'll float right up to your cervix and then you get pregnant. I don't know. All I know is I want to go there and I'm going to shake my ass on the moon. So I'm marrying going to space. I'm fucking, or am I marrying watching TV? Cause that's like the ultimate comfort. And I want it every day. How about this? Oh no. Cause I want to, how about this? Wow. 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 So you're making me kill thrifting. So I'm going to kill thrifting. I'm going to marry watching movies and tv because that's like my i love that it makes me feel good it makes me happy 
it's like a calming thing. It's a relaxing thing for me. So I'm going to marry that because that's the comfort that you want in a partner. Right. And then I'm fucking going to space because that's some bad bitch shit. And I will go up there and shake my fucking ass. And then I will kill. I don't want to kill it, but you you guys know how I feel about it, but I'm going to have to kill antiquing and thrifting. So RIP to that pour a little out for it because that's pretty sad. Um, but anywho, thank you guys for listening. Hope you had a great time. Happy to have you here. As always, you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and we will see you next week. Bye.